Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. All right, Evan, your man of the hour. Kick it off for us today. You had a tough weekend. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Well, first off, everybody, you know, a little bit of a Merry Christmas, even though we're recording now on the 27th, yeah. going into a Happy New Year. Evan, what happened on Christmas Day? What happened to you, right? You opened your gifts, you sat down, you drove, what, an hour and a half to your grandma's house and watched Uncles. the Dolphins-Packers game. Yeah. And then Santa s- said, psych, you're not going to have a good Christmas. But that might have been one of the worst Honestly, not even worse. I'm going to take that back. Watching the first half of that Dolphins game, I thought the Packers was going to get steamrolled. I thought it was going to be 40-10, and the Dolphins were going to cruise off into the sunshine, you know, and so, whatever, in the sunset. Jalen Waddle was going to have 150 yards and two touchdowns. He did. He did have 150 yards. Wow, I thought he only – well, you know what? I'm going to withdraw the statement, but still. I thought, you know, two was going to have 450 yards and five touchdowns because they were just torching them. Even the possessions yeah. where they weren't scoring – they were marching down the field. They had command of the game. And then the second half happened, and it was like you pulled out, like, the 2016 Cleveland Browns and threw them on the field. That was pretty bad. Yeah, that was uh, – that second half, that was like – it was like night and day. You kind of got – Tail two quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, obviously, obviously we, we know now with uh, – two is now concussion protocol that that probably hindered his uh second half performance that mm-hmm. was just that was just brutal three straight drives three mm-hmm. straight picks and I, they were all ugly and speaking of the concussion protocol i know as a dolphins fan you want to keep tuna on the field you want him to play but you also got to be looking out for this guy's health right what are the chances if you know he goes and sees the doctor is like okay you you definitely have a concussion i mean at the very least that he's got to sit out for the season well i mean well first off he went to the doctor and said, "Hey, I'm, I have symptoms." Like he yeah. literally came came out yesterday and said that. Um, Watch, he definitely bounced his head on that turf. Well, yeah, it, you know, you, I think everyone has seen the the clip on the Twitter clip. eight thousand times. But I think it's it's uh, the amount of times he's got. So like the two times he's obviously had concussions. Yeah, yeah, the Buffalo game where he stumbles, and then you had the the Bengals game where obviously he's in the fencing position. Obviously, when he got hit, he kind of just went back up thinking, like, okay. okay, I guess he's fine. Yeah. Obviously, his play in the second half suggested, like, yo, what, what's going on? Uh-huh. And then, obviously, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, he, he didn't have that obvious sort of, like, oh, he's obviously mm-hmm. injured or concussed. Uh, but shout, also, again, once again, shout out to the NFL uh, spotters. They've done, a, obviously, a, a, a remarkable job. You know, they've missed, I think, they've, ev- like they've pulled guys off for, you know, kind of just stumbling and falling normally and then leave guys on the field who have zero business continuing to play. But I'm not a concussion expert, Evan, but you can't blame Tua completely, right? I mean, it's got to be some sort of depth perception issues because watching that first interception, he was trying to explain, I was like right in the press conference, I believe, he was trying to float it over the linebacker and then absolutely sailed it over the receiver's head. And then you have plays where there's literally a linebacker standing in his face like he passed it to him. I mean, don't get me wrong, Tua's had his bad interceptions, but those were the most disgusting plays I've seen from him all season. What do you think? I mean, how confident are you with, like, Teddy Two Gloves going into next game? Oh, there's absolutely no confidence in Teddy Two Gloves. He's played, like, absolute doll crap. Yeah. Uh, 
And then who's your third string quarterback? Skylar Thompson. He's been even worse. He's a seventh round pick out of Kansas State. They barely passed the ball over there. Hey, seven round picks have been doing pretty good this year. Look Only over Brock Purdy. Only Brock Purdy's. Purdy's been playing pretty good in your same system. No, they're not the same system. When you watch, they're not the same system. McDaniel's doing his own thing. He's got like a branch off. There's definitely yeah. influence. There's influence, but like they don't run the ball as much as San Fran mm-hmm. does. They they we're like an air raid offense. Okay. We're, we're throwing the ball 30, 35 times. And it's like sometimes it doesn't make sense, right? You guys will be in third and short, not even third and short, like third and inches, and you'll throw what? A 40-yard fa- uh, They did that the first drive. They did that the first drive. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go again. And meanwhile, he Moster has like 100 rushing yards and has been averaging like four and a half a carry for the past couple of games. Although he fumbled the ball, and that was like the turning point of the game. Yeah. That was – that was when he fumbled the ball, I was like, oh, all right, here we go. Now we got to play perfect ball the entire mm-hmm. way of the game, and obviously they clearly didn't. Yeah. They got they got outscored. They uh, gave up 16 unanswered points. Okay. And this is something I think I alluded to uh, – two days ago or so, and we wanted to save it for now. Mm-hmm. McDaniel seems like the last, like, well, you could say, like, five weeks, but more specifically last, like, from since the Chargers game, they've really started to figure out the system, and the adjustments haven't been there. Do you think that McDaniel's kind of, like, you know, suddenly lost, or the adjustments aren't there? What's going on? I think, uh, look, he's a first-year head coach, so it's like I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. However, you're supposed to be the offensive guru, you're right? You're the offensive guru, and also we are in a playoff push. Nothing is secured. Like, we've seen this for four straight weeks with these defenses. Mm-hmm. Just getting – and you've got to figure it out. You played against a depleted San – uh, not San Diego, L.A. Chargers defense, and they – San Diego. Sh- yeah. And they shellacked you. Shellacked you. Like and embarrassing. No ad- and no adjustments whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you – and even, like, Green Bay's defense yeah. isn't that great. Their run defense is not good. And once again, you're you're running and running and running the ball, and the second half goes by, and we're passing the ball still. And we constantly keep passing the ball. Your corners have been getting torched. Well, that, that, that's a – It's a separate issue. Separate issue. Separate issue. Um, if we're talking about the offense still. But, yeah, it's just – like, like I, I get it. Like, we have Tyreek. We have Waddle. But it's time to put it together. Time to just make adjustments, man. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, we can't always keep throwing the ball 10, 15 yards down the field. We need to nickel and dime these guys. Yeah, a, and a stretch some bit. drives. There. You guys are very boomer bust. We are. We, we are. literally watched that game. I mean, he had a fifty-yard touchdown on Bon Tyreek, and then you know you get shut down on third and inches. I mean, if you wanted to win nine games and miss the playoffs, you might as well just kept Brian Flores at that point. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to talk about that era? Oh, yikes, man! I, I, I've heard people say, "Oh, you know, we have the same record as Brian Flores. Man. We should have kept him." I'm like, "Do you? Are we watching the same game?" Is it though? Because if you think about it, right, it's kind of an inverse Dolphins team than the Brian Flores era. You guys are winning, you know, nine games, but instead of a commanding defense with a lackluster offense, you kind of have a commanding offense with a lackluster defense. Well. No, I would rather have McDaniel or Brian Flores because at the very least, people are saying, like, oh, Brian Flores was right about Justin Herbert. I'm like, sure, but you think he was going to. That's the least of your issues. That's the least of our issues because you think Brian Flores was going to, you know, Justin Herbert, all the keys to the car. Do you think he would have traded for Tyreek Hill? Do you Mm -hmm. think he would have signed Toronto Armstead? Do you think he would have had one offensive coordinator? 
Okay. Do you see what Bill Belichick's doing? He's off that same coaching tree. Yeah. Two, you know, like. And the the main question here is right. Let's say you guys go and miss the playoffs, right? Yeah. You miss the playoffs and you're sitting at probably like a twenty something pick, right? We'll have our first round pick. Oh, that's right. So you have no pick. Which is so be it wasn't gonna be that great of a pick. You have Tyreek, right? Whatever. Well, we traded for uh, which we call it, Bradley Chubb. Yes, that's good too. Yikes. Um, he's not panning out. Um, no, that's a problem. Yeah. What do you guys do now going into the off season? What What's next for Miami? Because you're not trading for any pieces, right? What you can't really make too many moves. What What is the next step? I mean, well, fire defensive coordinator. He's gone. Fire special teams coordinator because he stinks too. Okay. Get your two Flores guys out of here. See you later. Start from there. And you just hope, well, you just hope that, okay, what's your quarterback position? What's up with Tua? Is he good to go? Because when he's healthy, he's a very good quarterback. Okay. I'll still stand by that. It's And also, will the, will the light bulb finally click okay. with, with McDaniel? Just him realizing that, hey, I'm getting figured out. I need to adjust quickly and stuff like that. Because... I love McDaniel. I love, you know, he has the cute, you know, press conference, the witty. He's hysterical. He's hysterical. But obviously, when we're losing, sometimes like, all right, the honeymoon period's over. Okay. Now we need to, you know, can't be, you know, cuddling up too all the time. Now we need to, like, push him a little bit. Okay. I'm, I'm happy that he was able to, like. The coddling you know, phase wrap, is done. Yeah, wrap his, you know, wrap his arm around to it. Like, hey, listen, I got your back. But now it's like, all right, we need to figure this out. Yeah. All right. You can't be like the best friend coach anymore. Yeah. We like we can't have you know Mike Tomlin 2.0. Yeah, Mike Tomlin. I I've criticized him since the beginning of this podcast of my thoughts on Mike Tomlin and how he's very, very players player friendly. But he knows when to lock down when he has to. I think that's what I mean. Has to figure does out. he? I, I think mean, I think it's just Steeler look at the way. track record. Uh, sure, but like you see on the oh, oh. and this is I was thinking about this earlier today, Evan. Right. Do the Dolphins sit there, right, and contemplate taking a late-round quarterback? Do you guys sit they there? They did it last year. Do you sit there, right? And I think this is a good opportunity and take Hooker, right? He's going to be no. he's going to no. be sitting there later in the draft. He's a 25-year-old project yeah. quarterback has a lot of I know he's a project, but I'm saying Tua can go at any moment and he has high upside at a lower draft pick. But you just said he's 25 years old. Two, I think it's like a year younger than him, or around the same year. But if you like, can get the guy at a five six, why not? I, I think mean, his ceiling is higher than a lot of the higher draft pick guys. But his biggest concern, like I said, is he doesn't run a pro style offense in college, which can be ironed out with the right coaching scheme if he sits for a year or so. And he definitely has the athletic tools, right? But he's twenty five years old. I don't know. But if I'm you're out. telling me you're getting a starting quarterback, but he's a little on the older side, so be it. Well, yeah. Well, like, listen, like, I wasn't a fan of Brock Purdy coming out of college. And, you know, he's been just fine in Shanahan's system. Mm-hmm. I think it's more about Shanahan's system, but, you know, that's a different conversation. I mean, they, they could draft a D2, D3 guy. Like, it doesn't really matter. I They could pick He'll whoever. just sit back there. They could pick, pick Stenson Bennett for crying out loud. Like, Stenson who knows? Like, Is he going to get drafted? Probably not. He shouldn't be. I don't know why he was the Heisman finalist, but that's a, whatever. It's a separate conversation. Separate conversation. Like, I don't know. Sure, maybe. I don't know. Fit, find someone that fits your system and not Or do you get, sit there and be like, hey, that Gardner Minshew in Philly had a, had a pretty I mean, good game. I mean, 
I I'm a bit. I think if you go back and run our like 2021 episodes and late 2020 episodes, I really liked Gardner Minshew. We both like Gardner Minshew, and obviously Trevor has panned out, and I love Trevor Lawrence. And you know, obviously, you want to go with him over Gardner Minshew, but the guy deserves a starting job. I think he's way better than Mariota, who just lost his job over Atlanta. Oh yeah, he would start on pretty much Houston. every. He would start on every team in the NFC South, but Tampa Bay. Well, yeah, yeah. I I think he's a top thirty-two quarterback in the NFL as a backup. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. So that's 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 my backup right there. Mm-hmm. I, I love backups like that 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 could just come in and just throw the ball. And he he can yeah, exactly. You don't have to minimize your offense, right? You don't have to shrink your playbook too much when he comes in the game. Yeah. Watch it watch uh, the game against New England because if if Teddy Bridgewater is going to start, you're just going to see that that playbook mm-hmm. change completely. And he really could earn himself a starting job. Let's say if, you know, Jalen Hurts decides to take another week or so to rest out and he goes and gets you two wins and he throws for over 300 yards and a couple touchdowns. There's got to be teams watching, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's kind of like when Foles had that first stint in Philly, right? Yeah. And then he, you know, lost, he lost a job and he got that big deal out of there. Or Osweiler out of Denver, he balled yeah. out as a backup yeah. and he got a huge. Obviously, it didn't work, but he earned himself a starting job yeah. elsewhere and got like a seventy million dollar deal. Yeah. And he was awful. Yep. Yep, that's true. Hey, listen, uh, not a great Christmas for uh, for me. But, for the Flores household, yeah, it was that was bad. No, that was terrible. That was brutal. But uh, any closing statements on the Dolphins game before uh, I go off? I think I've just kind of realized that yeah, the the Dolphins sold their uh, soul for the seventy two perfect season. Mm-hmm. They're a cursed franchise. I think all your team, whoever you support, is a cursed franchise. Yeah, I, I think they see me like support them. They're like shit, shit, goddamn it, fuck, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but as a smooth transition into the Giants now, Evan, mm-hmm. I think that was one of the biggest roller coasters I've been on in like two weeks. Right, we blew the game. We're out of it. Richie James, two like horrendous drops. Like in your hands, like I could have stuck my younger brother out on the field and he could have cradled that one up and fallen to the ground. Two blatant drops. We're out of the game. We make a defensive stop. We score. And the Vikings go out the field. Justin Jefferson beats us and they kick a 61 yarder to win. And I have so many mixed emotions because like I'm starting to become more confident in our defense. Kevon Thibodeau's a stud. Dory Jackson's going to come back. Guys are playing well. Daniel Jones had a great game. Uh, Things are looking well, but we lost. You know, it's like that. I think Mike McDaniels had that quote where it's like, it's tough when you lose a game, but you still feel like you're getting better. I feel like that was where the Giants were last week. There's a lot of upsides to take away from that game, even though we didn't get the win against a 10 and 3 team. Yeah. Well,. So we're, we're, we're on two different spectrums. Like your team was supposed to, you know, not be as good. We were supposed to. People had us projected to be a three-four yeah. win team, and yeah. now we're a nine-win team. So eight, yeah. sorry, eight, six, and one. Yeah. Greg Joseph, uh, former Miami Dolphin, actually. And how? Oh, I was ranting about this the other day. How do the Vikings keep getting away with it, Evan? They have eleven wins. They're eleven and zero in uh, what single-digit games yeah. or one-score games. They have not lost a close game and have eleven game-winning drives in the last minute. I have no clue. Just game. Kirk Cousins is like the biggest choker in the NFL, and now he has eleven game-winning drives, and they're eleven and zero in crunch time. Yeah. And the Giants, who were also a great crunch time team, I believe they were five and zero, five and one going into that. I have no clue. 
like I, I didn't watch a whole lot of the game because I was watching the the Patriots Bengals game. Mm-hmm. But um, I, 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 that I, was I, another debacle. Oh my god, I was I was losing brain cells watching that game. I was like, oh my god, like the the Bengals returning to the mm-hmm. Dolphins a little bit, just land them in the game. But I I don't know what what's what they're drinking over there. Yeah. In, uh, I'm just going to give you Minnesota. my final quick words on the Giants game, and then we're going to move off of it. All right. give you my last key takeaways here, Evan. Okay. Right. We're getting better. Daniel Jones earned himself at least another two years in the New York Giants. Give him two years, 55-60. So be it. Yeah. Kenny Galladay's going to get cut at the end of the year. He doesn't even take snaps anymore. Well, That's a staple. Yeah, that, that, right? I thought maybe as he got a little healthier, they'll, they'll work it. No, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's yeah. gone at the end of the season. Maybe he's if you got, Maybe you guys were like, who had like three, four wins in a row of it. Maybe, but maybe you, you can't. It's not even worth putting no, on the field, right? Not even. And then my final big bullet point is the beauty of all of this is we control our own destiny, right? Dayball can coach us to one win when you just need to beat the Colts and we're in the playoffs. That's one of the most beautiful things, one most beautiful positions you could be in in the NFL. You control your destiny. You win, you go to the playoffs, you lose. You got to hope for certain teams to lose. Yeah. Yep. And that's all I got to say. You yep. better beat the Colts. That's probably the most dysfunctional franchise in the league right now. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They're awful. You have no excuse if you lose that game. Yeah, no. Just good coaching will win you that game, no matter how bad the team plays. Yeah, I would think. I would think yes should win. I mean, ask Minnesota, who went and beat them. They were down what thirty three nothing, thirty three no thirty six three, thirty three nothing, whatever yeah. it was. You just gotta play good, consistent football. Yes. Now, going into that game you were speaking of, you want to take it away? What game? You were talking about a little Cincinnati in New England. Oh, well, I was watching that game, and I was just like, because Cincinnati, like, you watch that first half, and you're like, oh, they're going to steamroll them. Mm -hmm. They're going to steamroll them, and then it's like the offense just, the the Bengals offense went to, like, neutral. Mm -hmm. Just Burrow was off his game that second half. Jamar Chase with the fumble. That was bad. That was that was bad, and of course, you know, it was a great defensive play. He really just got stripped. Yeah, he got, sh- yeah, he just, yeah, got bullied, and then they somehow won the game. It's like they probably had like a ninety nine percent chance to win at some point, yeah. and then they probably had a ninety nine percent chance to lose the game yeah. and still won. Yeah, it was the like, biggest turn of events I've ever seen. Like I think yeah. if you look on ESPN, you know they have that graph for the yeah. win percentage. They were posting it. It was like complete, almost a hundred percent Bengals win, and then yeah. almost like a guaranteed yeah. loss. New England had it in like the ten yard line with yeah, a minute and, left, and then they fumbled the ball. Then they fumbled it, and it went right back up to a hundred percent. When that whole that huge uh, pass down the field, then it got tipped, and Myers was right there. Yeah. I was like, "They're winning. They're winning the game. They're coming back, and they're winning." I'm like, "This, like, I'm gonna go crazy." Like the Patriots didn't come back. It was Kendrick Bourne and. Kendrick Bourne is like the most absurd receiver. I was just like, he makes big grown man plays, and other times he's just irrelevant and yeah. he drops the ball. Yeah, I was just like, I'm like, what? Is, what what's New England happening? fans needs to, need this heartbreak. Of course, my they... going, oh, woe is me. What did I do? Oh, I, 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 I have no time. I, I have like, no Patriots time for them. fans deserve 50 years of straight losing football. Yeah, like get out of here. But I'll I don't want to hear it's, it. It's, a, it's a, probably one of the two toughest weeks of football I've seen for a team. That, those are two oh, I, I have no back-to-back games. No sympathy whatsoever. Zero you sympathy, want, right? You won six Super Bowls in the past two decades. I have no sympathy. That's it. Go away. Don't care. Enjoy. Just get out of here. Stop. And uh, the last topic I really want to hit in the NFL before we kind of go off on your Mets for a second okay, is what what's happening with Baker Mayfield, right? Like I feel like he's in a really weird position now. 
Um, he wins that game with the Rams, right? And now people are like, is he good? It's like a bit the biggest <sighs> switch in narratives I've seen since like the Tua conversation, where like he was probably statistically the worst quarterback in the NFL, and then he goes and is playing. He's playing respectable football, right? He's winning games, giving you almost 300 yards, a couple touchdowns, and playing well. And he earned himself probably another position on another team. Oh yeah, but is this once again the part of the Baker Mayfield cycle? You know, that are we at the part of the curve that he's fooling us all? He's going to earn himself a contract and then he's going to be absolute garbage. I mean, I like Baker Mayfield a lot. I've been a big fan of his, but I feel like we've seen this story all over again. He's got, like I've said, one legitimate last chance. And then this is it right here. Not even this because they're probably not going to roll forward to Baker, I don't think. Unless, yeah, I wouldn't think so. But like but, this is his like last opportunity to like get his value. That's what I'm up saying. Again. Yeah. So let's pretend going to next year, he'll probably and the Rams don't extend him. He'll go. He'll hit the free market, and somebody's going to sign him, whether it's a starting or backup role. That is going to be his last shot. If he goes and completely shits the bed oh, yeah. on like the Saints, he's never going to see the football field again. Well, yeah, no. Then, he's, then you're a, a, you're going to be a career backup, really. Right along Mariota, who got his last Mariota, maybe well like. He's kind of in that same boat as, like, Trubisky. Well, right now, like, the Trubiskys of the world. And Trubisky didn't get a fair chance in Pittsburgh. Nah, he didn't. Yeah, no. They let him throw, like, one interception and, like, get off the field. And then Pickett, who's been worse? That's arguably? what I'm saying. But just getting benched kills your career. That's it. You're done. Yeah. Trubisky's not – like, once again, he'll be a backup, bounce around, yeah. teams a team. One year's he'll, – he'll be like a McCown. Yeah, that's true. That's true, yeah. Um but actually, before we get into baseball, whatever, uh, speaking of the Rams, who they played against was the Broncos, and they fired their head coach. Russ really might just be done. He's really bad. Like, he's like he's cooked. And this really, like, emphasizes that question we asked in the beginning of the year. And, you know, people are criticizing PK. They're like, oh, you're not maximizing Russell Wilson. What if all along he maximized Russ to his best ability? And, you know, they're like, oh, let Russ cook. You're limiting Russ to, you know, just deep balls and drop-offs and dump-offs. What if that's all he's good at, Evan, all along? It's been all a big facade. And then you open up the playbook for Russ, and he completely pisses himself. I mean, I could see that, but I'm also in the the notion of the Broncos just hired the wrong head coach. They have the wrong players on that O-line, uh, even worse O-line. They don't got the players. I also think they just kind of sort of just let Russ do his own thing. Just like, like we they don't They let care. Russ cook like everybody's yeah, been wanting all along. That's true. Everybody's been – they've been saying it. You've seen the tweets, Evan. You've yeah. seen them. Let Russ cook. And it's like you see like the memes like, oh, everybody's like, let Russ cook. And it's like him like burning a batch of brownies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's that she's cooking. It's just yeah. been nothing but like eighty-yard passing games with two interceptions. Yeah, that offense is. Oh, oh, oh they're somehow worse. They would be, with Russell Wilson than like with Drew Locke. They last would year. have the best record in the league if they could put up at least twenty points a game. Dude, that defense is like, it, that defense has been very good. Other than getting cooked last week, they've been the best defense in the yeah, league. Them uh, and Dallas, hundred percent. Like they need to be. They could have played average football offensively, and they're in the they're in a playoff spot. It's like that old Broncos team with Peyton, where it's like Peyton. Did just enough to put up twenty to twenty-five points a game, and you yep. had the most stifling defense in the league. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But 
in my opinion, they made the right decision to fire Hackett. He hundred percent. He was he was the wrong coach. Like I did I did not even get the hire at the first place. And now that clip is going viral of him being, you know, he was getting interviewed when he first got hired. He's like, does this feel like a dream? Do you feel like you even belong? He's like, nah, it doesn't even feel real. Like I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, this yeah, well, aged, yeah, he, this aged pretty well. Yeah, he he rode uh, Rogers' coattails, like just and, like uh, Ben McAdoo. Another failed Rodgers prodigy. And Joe Philbin, too, from Miami. Those those OCs behind great quarterbacks never work out. Yeah. Because like, I feel like their playbook Belichick is so too. based around their all-star MVP quarterback, and then they give them, like, a normal human being, and their offense just doesn't function anymore. Yeah. It's kind of like, who did the Dolphins hire that was sitting behind Peyton? He was the Peyton, Peyton's OC. Adam Gase. Adam Gase. He's supposed to be the offensive guru. It's like, hey, maybe, hear me out. He just Sucks. had the best quarterback of all time. But people, were, <laughs> but people were like, oh, he gave Jay Cutler his best year. Wow. Yeah. Jay Cutler. Yeah. And we had this. Other Dolphins legend. Yeah. We had to watch a year of that. That was, whoo, boy, that was fun. <sighs> Yikes. Anyways, I mean, I've had enough of football. Me too. I want to wanna... talk about the Pro Bowl, by the way. We didn't even talk about that debacle. But that's... That's, that, that's like. Yesterday. I'll throw a couple of posts about that. That's not even okay, a conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. worth having because the Pro Bowl, this is all I'll say, is a complete joke. It's yes. fan voting. It's gimmicks at this point. It's not even fan voting anymore. It's it's just gimmicks. It, 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 it's are you in the club? Backup quarterbacks being alternate to the Pro Bowl automatically like devalues yeah, 100%. it. 100%. And all that matters is all pro now. Yes. Anyways. Anyways. Basically. What is going on with Carlos Correa? Right? Yes. Where are we going with that, Evan? He's not going to play. He's not worth the money. You're paying too much. You're looking at another UNS Espedes who's going to play 30 games and cost you a boatload of money. Well, the only way, only thing I'll say about that is, yes, you might be right. He might play just like 130 games a year or whatever, and like when he gets to his 30s, we might have that issue. But here's the thing: Steve Cohen doesn't care. He'll throw he, all he that money. He has one year, one chip, and it's worth oh, it. If you win one championship. You Doesn't are matter. you're you're an icon. You're, you're the L.A. Rams. You, you are. Who, who matters? You can lose yeah. it forever. And also, you're an icon in Mets lore. Like it doesn't matter. Like the only Mets that haven't won a championship and are in that same vein is like Piazza and David Wright. Yeah. Everyone else, you're on the '69 or the '86 team. You are a living legend. They're gonna build a Cohen statue outside of the stadium. Well, yeah. If they, you know, if, they if they do the thing, if that's if, what if, they, do. if they do the thing. So let's say Correa plays and he's healthy. Yes. Is he for a fact not playing shortstop? Is Lindor no, got he's that playing, locked? He's down? playing third. That, that that's what they that, said. It's solidified. Yeah, he he Correa was willing to go to third. I was because I was also thinking another possibility. Is there no world that he plays second and McNeil plays third? No, he's gonna play third. Uh, Correa's gonna play third, and I think it, if that's if gonna he, have an issue with the whole injury issue, it, at least it's like you don't have to move around as much. You're the third baseman. Yeah, you're a third baseman. I, I also thought just in general too, like McNeil, if they told him to go play third, he wouldn't have any friction. You know, you never know if he no, if they the, made the, him move over the, there, the, he wouldn't care. The outf- they would have probably thrown in the outfield because he's played some left field okay. as well. And you have Alvarez coming to catcher. The lineup is it's starting to gel. Finally. It's getting there. It's I, feel, I, feel I, I think Correa is that missing piece because because okay. that that lineup has been untouched for this off season. Mm-hmm. It's just been like okay, how do we insert the young guys? Yeah. Because okay, so you you have a you have a, di- a completely different like a completely new starting rotation in yes. a sense. Your your bullpen is practically like the only people that you lost is Trevor Williams, who I'm a fan of, but he wanted so to be a be starter. It. 
Seth Lugo, who wanted to be a starter. I don't I was want to talk about Seth Lugo. I was Lugo. not going to do that. I don't like Seth Lugo at all. But I know. I know. I know, I know your stuff. Uh, <laughs> you brought back Diaz, and then you added uh, David Robertson, and you added Brooks Raley, and you might add maybe someone else. Like, mm-hmm. that, that bullpen probably is probably better, too. Okay. It's just the lineup that was disappointing in those uh, three games against the mm-hmm. Whitbrook, against the Padres, especially that, you know, they got one hit game three. Uh-huh. Correa is that power, is that pat, that bat with some pop. He's a uh, playoff performer. Okay. So that's why it's like. He's got the experience. He, he got experience. Obviously, he's won, you know, a championship. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be here. Okay. He wants to be He wants to be a teammate with uh, Lindor. Obviously, they're teammates to the Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, I, I know you guys are slowly becoming the Puerto Rican national team at this point. Good. <laughs> Good. It's not a bad place to be. Not, not a bad place at all. But um, I do think the deal will get done. I think the contract will be a little different. Mm-hmm. I think they'll iron out some diesels because I think. Yeah, we were talking about this before. Uh, we we uh, we we uh, started recording about uh, you know, um, Korea wanting to be here. And like you know, the leverage and like the I'm trying to word this properly. Korea's not gonna find a similar uh contract anywhere mm-hmm. else. If money, money situation, money, anything. It's not even just the Giants. okay, not only have the Giants like oh Lil Giants, obviously Giants wild, they they obviously screw they up. Choke their, the postseason. Choke the postseason, whatever. Blah 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 blah. Then it's like, okay, so the Mets also said no, and Steve Cohen has you know all the money in the world, the and deepest he pockets said, in the league, and he said no as well. So it's like, all right, now what? Are you gonna and are you gonna you know sign a one two year deal? To the Yankees for the fraction of the cost, and that's when I say sign the deal, Carlos, <laughs> sign the deal. Uh, I, I do think the deal will get done. I think Correa, like they gotta like just take some money a little less. Two seventy five. Two seventy five. Maybe for like. Just cut that, that that number down to like eight years or something, or add like a player option or whatever. Just rework something, maybe some insurance or uh-huh. whatever, some contract lingo or whatever to make everyone you happy. Know, some lawyer stuff. Some some lawyer mumbo jumbo. Probably tell McNeil. Figure it out. Probably tell McNeil for the third time. Change your number from number one and to like ninety eight. I don't know. Just <laughs> be, I don't know. Some bull crap. I think Chris gonna be a Met. I just think it's. Uh, okay. I, I think it's. I think I saw some reports. It's just they're, they're really keeping it to the chest. They're not having any leaks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think a, a okay. deal will get done. And I think the biggest beauty for the Mets, at least, going into last season, you had a lot of question marks. Who's staying? Who's getting re-signed? We need pieces. Yeah. The, ca- the positions seem to be solved now. The guys are locked down. The lineup seems to gel. Yes. Right Now there's no more question marks. It's got to focus on baseball and win games if you're the New York Mets. Now there's no games. excuses. There's no player drama. You got all the pieces, you got the bats, you got the pitching. Now is when it gets scary because now you have no reason but to win. Well, yeah, of course. Look, they just got to win one. If people, When people are saying, oh, they got to win multiple. You got to win one. That's I, don't, I don't care. Extra, like, if they win two or three, that, like. Come on, you that, got the New York is, Yankees. Now. That is extra. I don't care. They just got to win one damn thing in my lifetime. I could care if they go zero and 62. The next two, mm-hmm. three years, I don't give a shit because I can celebrate the one that they've won. That's it. You can tell your kids about that one. Just like literally. your dad told you about the one the Mets won back in the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, literally. 
Literally. All right. Well, on that, I'm going to close it up, Evan. Yeah. Happy New Year to everybody listening. Mm-hmm. And I want to give one uh, exciting milestone as our one reel is approaching 250K. We've done damn near like tripled our follower amount off of one lucky reel. I don't get it. I don't get it, the algorithm, but I, I still, don't care. Every time I check my phone, it's another like 50 to 100 likes. It I know. It amazes me. It's insane. It hit nicely. Thank you to everybody who's listened in. I think like t- over 12,000 likes too. Mm-hmm. And we've got another like 100 downloads a week average. Yeah. So this is good. Thank you for everybody listening. Have a happy New Year's. And, you know, have some fun. Here's the 2023. That's right. You'll be hearing us next in 2023. Yeah, that's right. So put your notifications on because <laughs> we ain't leaving, baby. <laughs> <laughs>